Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to The Batch. For today's double-double dose of reality, we'll be serving you up an interview that we had the chance to record last week with Scarlett Bruns. Uh, Scarlett is an entrepreneur. She's the owner of three businesses, including Leo Management, where she's a talent agent, and she is my film and TV agent. Uh, She was a former actor, has worked in the film industry for over 25 years. Today, we got the chance to interview her because she's also a huge fan of The Bachelor. As you know from previous episodes, if you've listened, Jen and myself are both actors and reality TV fans, so it was awesome to get a chance to sit down, talk to someone else who also loves this franchise, and we got to sit down and talk about, you know, favorite episodes, favorite leads, what we'd love to see change in the franchise, body inclusivity in reality TV and in television. It was an all-around awesome interview. We had such a fun time recording it, and we hope that you guys all have so much fun listening to it. So grab your favorite drink, throw on this podcast, and enjoy. uh, Okay, I think we're recording. We're good. We're good. Amazing. This is our first time doing this video recording chat. This is the first ever interview we've had that's not just me and her sitting (laughs) recording. I'm your first guest? Yes. First one. Welcome. That's so exciting. I'm honored. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, because we talked about wanting guests. We wanted people who were in the Vancouver like film industry, but fans of Bachelor, so we can kind of keep it together. And a lot of film industry people don't like reality TV. Why is that? I think, well, I don't think it's so much amongst the crew. I think it's primarily with actors and it's, they just feel like, I don't know, it's not real acting, which it's not, it's reality TV. I mean, there's definitely an acting element to it. <laughs> I think everybody, if you put a camera in front of them, acts out yeah. differently than what their natural personality is, right? Because you're not relaxed. I know I, I rep a few actors who like really want to be on reality TV, <laughs> but there's, uh, for most actors, I would say they just kind of think that people who are on reality television are famous for nothing and they have no talent, which right. I mean, I absolutely don't agree with that, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> That happened last summer. The the agency I was with before you guys last summer during COVID, she emailed me. She's like, so they're casting for a reality dating show. Do you want to be, do you want me to submit you for it? And I was like, I live with my boyfriend. So that would be kind of awkward. I don't know. I, I, I think it's weird if you have an agent and you mm-hmm. do reality <laughs> TV, unless like you do, a, you, you like do a show mm-hmm. and then you get an agent for future opportunities. But I feel like it's weird to have an agent to get opportunities to be on reality TV that I think is strange, but maybe like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not well-versed in like the behind the scenes of reality TV. I mean, you always hear the contestants are like, Oh yeah, they connected with me on Instagram or whatever. Right. Yeah. But um, I don't know if comment or if these people actually were all submitted by agents. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's but. funny how a lot of them after being on the show all of a sudden have agents for like a whole bunch of stuff and they're mm-hmm. following those way up. And we were even told in school, like sometimes people are casted by looking at how many people are following them on Instagram because that's just instant audience, right? Right. Well, I mean, that that goes not really for film and TV acting, but I think once you're kind of in the upper, like if you're being considered for like a lead on something Mm -hmm. for some networks or production companies, Mm -hmm. I think social media may factor. And I definitely think they'll probably look and be like, oh, well, this person has 10 million followers and this person only has like 5,000. So 
you have yeah. a 10 million built-in audience, right? So of course that's going to factor in a little bit, but yeah, I'd like to think that it's just about the talent. <laughs> but <laughs> we, we, we know that's not always the case, unfortunately, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave you, you got the, you got the list of questions when I emailed you. I did. I have not prepared though. I literally just opened the email right now and looked at it. (laughs) Because then you had them too. And then you could like look at them anyways. Yeah. So when was the first season of the show that you watched? Um, so I don't know like the number, but my first season that I watched a little bit, like I watched the finale and then I think I watched like the, like the last three episodes and then went back and watched like the first episode was Jason Mesnick. Um, and then, uh, the first full season that I watched was Deanna Pappas. Okay. Okay. So, so you started watching around the same time I did. I, my first okay. full season was yeah. Jason's yeah. and, uh, and then it just snowballed from there. Was he on it twice? No, he was only on it once. It was Brad Womack that was on. Right, Brad Womack. And he was the season right before, right? Was he, was he uh, the season was next? I think. Afterwards. No, no. Farmer? That Chris Souls. Yeah, Chris Souls was the farmer. That was the oddest choice. So when, um, they, when they announced him, I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> odd that they then chose him to be on Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, really? And then he went to jail for yeah. killing a guy. Oh my God. Accidentally. <laughs> accidentally with his tractor yes yeah he ran over a guy and then it was like a hit and run he ran off he like called the police but then left my first thing I ever watched was Sean and Catherine's wedding and I don't know why I watched it but it was just on and it was pretty (laughs) I watched it my mom was watching the theme we were like we should start watching this show and so now me yeah you're all super into it I wasn't super like dedicated until I watched Sean and Catherine's wedding and then I was like all right this is my show (laughs) that like sealed the deal for me (laughs) (laughs) what do we have this is can you tell this is like the first time interviewing Right. Um, who's been your favorite lead since you started watching? Hannah Brown. Yeah. So when I saw her on the previous season when she was a contestant, I was like, I really like this girl. I don't know what it is about her. I just really liked her. And I think she's great. I also really enjoy Caitlin Bristow's season just because I think she's hilarious. Um, and I've met her in person. <laughs> so she's from, oh, nice. well, she's from Vancouver, right? Or, well, I don't know if she's originally Lynn. from here, but she's lived yeah. here. So I've, we, I've bumped into her a couple of times and we have some of the same like friend circles. So. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Actually, fun fact, Carolina Turek, who does headshots here in Vancouver, did her photos for The Bachelor. No really? way, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like the, the rose pictures or whatever. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see everyone recommends Carolina Turek for photos every time the headshot question comes up on Facebook. So yeah, that's really- she's great. Are you an actor too? I am. Yeah. Ah, um, cool. Yeah, we graduated acting school together, and yeah, I've been yeah. been trying to. I do mostly background work right now because that's film work that I can get. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so kind of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like cool. Our first day at school, we had like a like get to know you thing, and we were mm-hmm. we like walked around the room and did like weird actor shit, you know, the stuff that you do when you like stroke each other's faces and stuff. So we were <laughs> on the ground facing each other, holding hands. Yeah. Oh. Like and a friendship <laughs> blossomed. <laughs> Still, here. Still here. I mean, you can't turn back after that, really. <laughs> oh, weird. Like you walk walk past each other at the lunchroom, and you're like, I. 
held hands with that person. That would, <laughs> it would be weird to not hang out after that, you know? Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah, I, en- I enjoyed um, Caitlin's season mostly too because of like how open she was with her sexuality and like up to that point, women had to be very closed down. Um, mm-hmm. like Andy Dorfman season when like Nick Vial came out and was like, why did you sleep with me if you didn't love me? And like, everyone was like, Woo! I you really know? like Andy too. Yeah. And she's like, great. got so much flat for that. And Caitlin got a lot of flat for being sexual on the show. And it's like, hello, we like to, you know. And now it's like, that's the main topic. Now that's <laughs> like what it's about. It's like their, their primary selling point. We have like people showing up in lingerie now. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl that showed up the season where under I know we were watching that and I was like the confidence I would have to have to oh, like yeah. own and like she had to have tried on all those dresses with that lingerie to make sure that it worked. You know, oh, for sure. dresses. Like there was yeah. a lot of there was a lot of thought behind that entrance. And he picked like the ugliest dress. I was like, that one? Really? Yeah. <laughs> like the candy striper well, one, right? It was yeah, it was we called it the candy striper dress. Yeah. And I mean, we saw throughout the season how much his style came through. Turtleneck. Turtleneck. (laughs) And every color. And then actually for Hannah, neither one of us, we were watching together at that point. Yeah. Neither one of us liked her as a lead. Uh, We we didn't, we thought she was a weird choice. She left pretty early in the show. But then when she came on the show, we were like, oh my God, this girl is awesome. From like the first episode, I was like, I love her. Yeah. This is great. See, I felt like that about her on like night one when she showed up. I was like, she's the next Bachelorette or she's winning. I love her. <laughs> but it's funny, like I kind of have, I wouldn't say a track record because I don't actually track it, but like mm-hmm. like first episode I know is going to win, usually. So what like, did you think for this for Matt's season? Oh, Rachel. She got out of the limit. I'm like, that, that's the one. She's winning. Or she's the next Bachelorette, one of the two. <laughs> I guess okay I guess she was in our top five I guess I kind of thought that too he did the whole prayer thing oh yeah she was the one to be like yes yes yeah Yeah. the only thing that threw me where then I was like oh maybe the tables have turned is when Michelle came and they had that that immediately had that date and that really strong connection I was like oh okay she's giving Rachel a run for money but because apparently they're back together now Matt and Rachel they've been spotted. I would hope so. Like, okay. So my boyfriend is black. We were like talking about this whole situation. And he was saying like, it's the stupidest thing that like he would break up with someone over that. I mean, personally, I think it was quite long ago. Probably she didn't do the research into Like if I was in college and someone's like, Hey, come to a party, wear a fancy dress. I'd be like, Ooh, fun. Let's go. Right. Like I wouldn't think about it. I wouldn't Google it. If someone asked me that now, I probably still wouldn't Google it. I'd be like, yeah, I have an old fashioned dress, you know, like, so in that sense, I feel like if you're going on to like a platform like The Bachelor, then something like that is bound to come out. But I think that she probably didn't even think that that would come out and be a problem. Yeah. Because I don't think it was like a conscious, like, I don't think she connected the dots at all. I think she was so floored that this was even an issue. Nobody thought it was malicious, but the ignorance of it, considering where she grew up and what's going on in the states so the fact that she didn't know that that would be a problem would come out as a problem was the problem yeah no absolutely Uh, like I mean I had to google what 
and oh, yeah. meant. But I, also, I grew up in Germany, so I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you know. So um, I think if you grow up in the South and that's like something that you're familiar with and you know that history, then sure. But yeah, for sure. Like up here in Canada, where I had no idea what that was until Lady Antebellum, the singing group, changed their right. name to Lady A, and I was like, huh, why did they do that? And then this old South stuff came up. So I was like, okay. yeah, because we don't have that stuff in Canada. So yeah. now here it's like, if they talk about residential schools, then, you know, exactly. right? like, yeah, but it's, um, it's similar to we mentioned in, a, in our last podcast that we didn't know if this was genuinely Matt making the decision or because he was under such social and media scrutiny that if he did not at least take a break from that relationship he would be strongly looked at as like not an ally and, and I think that he wasn't the greatest choice for a lead firstly because he had no experience on reality tv whatsoever and I think that plays a big factor into yeah how you go through it as like yeah. just even how you emotionally process it right. um and then secondly, I think he was much too concerned with what everybody else thought. I agree. Cause I feel like now looking at like, I do most of like our, for our Instagram for it and seeing Matt on Instagram and like social media, he seems like such a fun personality. And on the show, he was like, so, so I think he, a lot of that. No. I think he was so stressed and so worried about like making the right choices. So I, um, I listened to bachelor happy hour. And so uh, they had him on there and then Rachel had sort of asked him a couple of questions and he was, he had expressed in that interview already, this was before the show aired, I think it was like, or the week of night one that they had him on. He was like in a tough spot because he like, he wanted to follow his heart, but then he felt like America was expecting him to make a certain choice in terms of who he ends up with ethnically, but then other parts of the states would like want him to pick somebody else and like he was struggling with that and I was like dude (laughs) like you just gotta go with what you want I think about even with like on Rachel's season watching that and being like when they kept Eric around that guy remember that guy Eric Mm -hmm. out of her final four he was the one black guy in her final four and it felt like they they were keeping him around because of what people were like mm-hmm. expecting of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus like when you saw her with these guys, it was like it was very clear that there was no yeah connection. Yeah. And I think and I think it was the same with I mean they had a connection, but like Tasha and Ivan, right? Same mm-hmm. kind of scenario where he was the last black guy out of the final. Four. He was like the best friend though. Like yeah, it was so yeah, obvious. Totally, totally. Yeah. But it felt like he was kept that long because of the expectation that people of color should be with people of color instead of ending up like with someone that you love and color be damned. But there's yeah. still that expectation there that like you had this choice of people of color and you still ended up with the white person. You yeah. know? And it's like that's not what the show is about. Yeah, we want more diversity, but who they end up with is who they end up with on it you know that's their choice for their life yeah and I think it's interesting too how like I was listening to podcast um why you're wrong about and I can't remember what the episode was but in one of them they were talking about how I think it was uh, how you're wrong about racism I think that's what the episode was but um they were talking about how if like if an African-American man for example dates an african-american woman then that's viewed as like a certain way to caucasian america (laughs) and then everyone's like oh okay they're staying together and they you know it's like a united front if you will um Mm -hmm. in terms of like a a black person ending up with a black person um i'm phrasing this so badly (laughs) just go back and listen to it but um and then um 
that so many people are saying like, oh, don't be racist, but then, which obviously don't be racist, hello. But um, if then a black person dates a Caucasian person, clearly that Caucasian person is then not racist or not typically racist. They may still have underlying things, obviously that we're not necessarily conscious about, which we've learned through 2020 so much of, but then they're looked down upon for for that, right? And it's like, you can't have it both ways, right? Like either you like the fact that the Caucasian person is with the black person, which is indicating that <clears throat> they're not racist or at, at least in, in terms of dating, but then you're ha- it's like a double-edged sword kind of. And that was like a, a, a pretty big conversation point. And I, th- I found that so interesting that like, it's kind of like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. It's still so like stigmatized even Mm-hmm. for yourself you were talking about when your your brother and your sister-in-law got, got together and there was issues with the fact that she's white and you're mm-hmm. or not issues but just like like it's easier if you're with your own because people are not going right. to question that so much whereas like my parents you know my mom was from Fiji my dad was white so they got looked at a lot and this was back when it was a lot less acceptable to be right. in a biracial relationship and you know having to deal with that and then having children and not knowing how to address issues of your mixed children and what they will go through because nobody will know where to place them because we know we want to place people in boxes right in categories and if I'm not looking like a certain thing I get rejected by every side you know and then I have to try to figure out where's my place in it and then it's interesting that you bring up that you know if I'm with the person of color then you know I'm not I'm not racist and unfortunately that's not the case because absolutely yeah like my dad um yeah you married my mom but you've said racist things about Asians or about you know and it's ingrained it's something that has been culturally ingrained in us and we have to Mm -hmm. be aware and question it constantly so like just because you know you have people of color as friends or as partners you still have to be aware of what your inherent biases are and constantly absolutely right so you can't yeah. just like settle and be like, well, I'm with, with a black person. So totally. And I think like so much of it is, yeah, like you said, so much of it is like ingrained and like unconscious where like, if you were to take a step back and actually listen to the words that you're saying and not how you're necessarily intending it to sound, you'd be like, oh shit. Right. Like, but I think that's with, um, with so much and especially in Western culture, like even this is totally off topic, but like our relationship with food in terms of like food is associated with emotions like for birthday what's the exciting thing about a birthday the birthday cake right so like so many things are associated with food where then kids grow up with really negative associations with food because it's always so amped up and so highly regarded um in terms of like this is bad for you this is good for you this is too much sugar this is da 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 right and it's not like that in all cultures. That's very much a Western thing. And I think that- Making comments about it too, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember growing yeah. up having people would make like comments about like what you're eating, what you're doing. And mm-hmm. oh, constantly like, oh, you look like you lost weight or, you know, like yeah. and as if that's inherently a compliment where it's like, you don't know what the reason behind that weight loss might be. It might mm-hmm. be something negative happening in that person's life, but because yeah. weight is lost, you know, like that's supposed to be a good thing. Definitely different points of view, Western points of view, um, where things don't always occur to us as, you know, and that's where the mm-hmm. learning part comes in. And it's hard because I know that 
especially for white people, like you don't want to say something wrong. You don't want to say something that someone will come after you for and view you as a racist or label you that way. And there's people that are very quick to do that without having the learning part. And like, we want to invite you into the conversation instead of keeping yeah. you outside of it all the time. Right? And I think that's a challenging part too, sort of like with, with the Black Lives Matter movement that we had in the summer, I saw on social media, a lot of people stay silent and not say anything because yeah. they were scared to say the wrong thing. Yes. And I'm like, that sucks because most of those people probably have good things to say, right? Yeah. And they're just worried that whatever they say will be twisted and turned into something that it wasn't intended. Because let's be honest, it doesn't matter what movement it is or what like political thing, or even just like a press interview for an actor, your words are always twisted and turned into what other people think that they mean in order to make a headline. Right. Yeah. So I think that like, I think it, it really sucks that there's so much hesitation for people now to express how they're feeling and, and uh, have and their voice heard. Have, yeah. the, have the open conversation. And like, we're lucky enough that we have the relationship that we do that I'm able to talk with her mm -hmm. and she's able to open and listen and then vice versa but I do have friends that literally told me like I don't want to talk about it I have I have nothing to say because it's not my experience and it's like that's right. great that you acknowledge it's not your experience but you can still listen to what I have to say because I'm going through a lot of things right now and mm -hmm. you can just be there to listen and be a friend and like that's your role but instead totally. of just totally removing yourself from the issue and you can't you shouldn't be it's our society it affects multiple people in your life you can't just shut yourself off like that yeah no it's so true yeah it's an it's an interesting landscape right now it's for true. sure it really is yeah and yeah. I feel like I've seen so much stuff on because it's like I'm always browsing reddit and stuff like that just for like the random news and for this podcast right and it will be people talking about being like I just wish I wish there wasn't anything I wish there were no self social issues with this show I wish it was just love mm -hmm. that's it it's almost like a microcosm of like real life right like the reality mm -hmm. all our issues but put into like a tiny bubble little petri dish like a sample section of society yeah because and you have people from society coming in and right. intermingling and bringing in their backgrounds and bringing in their experiences I don't know if you guys heard, but um, a lot of the contestants from these previous seasons that were people of color are hesitant to go on to paradise because they don't know if the show has changed enough. The whole Chris Harrison controversy is continuing. Uh, they don't know how their stories are going to be portrayed. They don't trust the franchise to handle them properly because of yeah. how they've been mishandled this last season, right? And also, like, I think the franchise is in a tough position, too because they bring on you know like a black bachelor and then it's okay well why haven't you had an asian one or east indian or whatever right and then it's oh now you have a black bachelorette you're just doing it because of black lives matter mm -hmm. yeah right it's like what do you want us to do like either you want us to or you don't want us to right or do you want us like yeah. should be guaranteed every other season <laughs> like you know it's yeah. it's tough i don't know yeah like I, don't, like I don't know what the answer is you kind of want to, to, to like swing to a point where it's just like it's the, just per about the, best the person, person that people want to see yeah is the person that gets picked right it's like the person who's yeah. that's the best season of tv and the best one to watch the best love story the best drama like that's the person you want to see mm -hmm. right but it's diff different opinions for everybody right like right? So yeah. it's kind of like how i liked hannah right off the bat and you guys didn't like her right yeah. so yeah and that was based on personality stuff of what we saw but it was not about her color 
Yeah. Um, right. And then, but then when she came as the bachelorette, it was like right away, it was like, she's great. I love her. She's still my favorite person who's been the handling of the whole Luke P. Oh my gosh. So his- good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, John, my boyfriend, thinks that it would have been a great season if Luke P had been the bachelor instead of Peter because so Peter cool. was so like wishy washy and just like. Well, and then Luke and Maddie can just ride off into the <laughs> Exactly. Right? Exactly. I wonder what he would have done his fantasy suites, though, with someone like that as the bachelor. Like, what would have been the <laughs> Would oh, it just yeah. be like, meet me at church and we'll see what happens? I think what he did to Hannah was so manipulative and so calculated and so dishonest. I don't think that's how he truly felt. I think that was just him trying to manipulate the situation in his favor. It was just like the grossest thing. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it and just being- Cringing. Oh my God. <laughs> like he, like yeah. when she was like, I'm done with this conversation and like moved the podium of roses around him. <laughs> he didn't leave until the other guys were like, you need to go. And it's like, why wasn't it good enough for her to say no? Do you really want to be in a relationship with somebody like that? Right? Mm-hmm. And like you're showing yourself that on TV. It's what kind of purse do you, if you're looking at that and going, yes, I want a man. And like some people who see that and go like, that's a man who's fighting for her. And it's like, no. Right. And that, I mean, that goes into our whole, like, what ideals have we been fed as children through Disney? And that's cultural too, though. Yeah. That's so Very different cool. in different cultures, right? Very so cultural. true. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Katie as the new? I love Katie. I think, I mean, okay. So I think it's going to be a funny season. Mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like if they put Katie and Michelle into one person, we yeah. get like an awesome season. Cause we would like, I very much think that Michelle season is going to be like the lovey dovey, happy ending, romantic season. Yeah. And Katie's is going to be like really entertaining. So if we could just put those two together. That'd be great. <laughs> Did you see the promos for her? With the no, I haven't. Ones? The way they have her, she's kind of dressed like she's going to the office. Like she's got like a pencil skirt and a blouse on. And it's not even red. There's no red. No, and it's just on a white backdrop. Like it kind of looks like they just like set up shop in like a garage studio. Honestly, the the promos have sucked since like Hannah's. Hannah had that like Cinderella one where it was like the transformation with the dress. Like that was amazing. Like that was such a cool intro. And then a pretty good one. That's true because Claire's Claire's was yeah. Claire's with the foot. Yeah, it was horrible. And then so. even when they announced her as the Bachelorette on the after the final rose for Peter, and they had that promo for her, and it looked like it was from like 2005. Like it was just yeah. so old and cheesy. Very old yeah. school. She sent it to me on Instagram, and I was like, "Why does she look like she's going to the office? Like oh, she's yeah. the Bachelorette. Why isn't she wearing like a ball gown?" And I'm gonna look this up now. <laughs> <laughs> she's just holding out the rose like really awkwardly in front of her. And I was like, does she receive no direction whatsoever on how to pose? I guess I wonder what costuming was. Like I was just hoping for like the, the, the production. It, considering also how many seasons they're trying to hit with us with, you would think that they'd want to make it more watchable. Totally. It's very plain. Also, I don't like that skirt. But that's just me. And she looks uncomfortable, doesn't she? Yes. <laughs> it looks so awkward. Like she's like, I don't know if this was the right decision for me, but I'm here. She's like, she Here's looks, a rose. <laughs> she's, dressed, yeah. she's dressed like the lead of, in a Hallmark before she goes to the small town and falls in love with like the small town baker. I mean, The Bachelor is compared a lot to the Hallmark industry. You know, they have the same kind of viewership and you know, they've been chastised for the same thing. (laughs) Well, I'm wondering also if like the lack of diversity in the show has, I mean, I know a lot of young people that watch The Bachelor, but I don't know like what their actual like viewership is, right? Like 
Is it mostly old white ladies? It's very middle. Then that would make sense that that's, you know, if yeah. that's our target audience. Yeah, I guess it's easy to look through like Arlen living up here in a big city versus a housewife in Iowa watching Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. For I'm sure like, she was very excited for Crystal's <laughs> being from <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, probably. Ethnic diversity is just one caveat too, right? You don't see a lot of other kind of diversity. We talk about the lack of diversity. We had Abigail this last season who um, had the implants. So those that are differently abled, we don't get a lot of their love stories and stuff being told. So it's not just ethnic diversity. I think that's yeah. the easiest one to kind of pick on and pick apart. Because well, you, it's uh, visual, right? You know, the body diversity for, for us, like, is huge because of all of them sure you have more ethnicity but they're size zero to two right i i remember one season where there was like a plus size girl at the very beginning and she went home like right away like night one yeah i don't even remember yeah. that <laughs> yeah there's only one person where i can actually remember and i'm like if you have 30 people make sure that it's like an accurate representation of what people look like have yeah. ethnic diversity and that doesn't mean like have your token black mm-hmm. person and your asian person and your hispanic person your and your east indian and whatever right like mixed is great too right growing up for me i feel like all i saw on tv when i saw like blonde white women was these super skinny blonde white women and mm-hmm. so I, was, I remember being like a little kid going through puberty and i was like okay so when am i going to get tall and skinny because that's what blonde white women look like yeah unfortunately i got the genetics of east easily muscular and doesn't lose weight very fast so well, I, I just got the genetics of easily fat so <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's so sad I mean it's funny because like growing up obviously in in Europe for me or well not gr- I didn't grow up completely in Europe I obviously lived in Canada for part of that but um with European parents I think it's so different I would have way less self-confidence mm-hmm. if I'd grown up in North America my yeah. whole life with North American parents. Because a lot of people are like, oh, how like how are you so confident? I'm like, are you telling me I shouldn't be? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, excuse me. <laughs> it's such a like marketing here, right? Yeah. Because they make so much money off of female insecurity. So yeah. much money. The hair industry, the nails, the eyebrows, the eyelashes, the laser removing all the hair and being hairless all the weight washers the weight products everything here even like down to freaking sweatpants and like lemon even even the the sweatsuits they wear on the bachelorette it's like how much does your sweatsuit cost when you wake up in the morning and go have your coffee in the mansion and showing off the dresses they wear and I'm like looking at them like I would not look good in that I would not be able to fit in that I you know so we don't see ourselves in that way as well right yeah so, represented yeah. yeah my insecurities never came from my parents like it wasn't ever my mm-hmm. mom's dad with that it was I think when I look at it it was so purely media outside people outside of my family teachers or like you know a family friend or like just comments when when there was a magazine and be like oh she looks so good <laughs> yeah I love that like meme that they have um like with the beach body it's like mm-hmm. have a body go to the beach beach body I'm like yes <laughs> Exactly. So I think that that mentality is is changing and Disney having their princesses look a variety of ways now um, so that my niece who's four gets to grow up with Moana and Raya and like these different representations of being a female and being a person of color. Whereas 
all I had was Cinderella, you know, Sleeping Beauty. And, you know, I loved Mulan because Mulan like kicked ass and did her own thing and didn't even have to save her. But we grew up with princesses who gave it all up for the dude, you know, so. I mean, it's funny. I like, I, so I am a very, very avid Disney fan. (laughs) I never was like, oh, I want to be like that cartoon. That's what people look like. Like I never had that. Like, as you were saying, growing up in Germany as a child, I feel like it's so fantastic. The way it was presented to you was a lot different than how it was presented to us. Yeah. In terms of merchandise, dressing up like the princess you know, having everything be like their lives. Yeah, no, that was definitely not the case. And I mean, it's relatively recent. I want to say like the seventies where it became legal to advertise with children in mind, like targeting children for advertisements that used to not be allowed. And I I wish it wasn't still, (laughs) but there's still some censorships in place. Like they are not able to market like really adult products to children. Yeah rating systems for video games but I mean parents buy it for their kids so that gets skirted anyways Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah they figured out that targeting the kids and the kids go to the parents for the money you know I think that's horrible though especially with food yeah yeah I hate that and like training here like is around food potty training you get a treat you know yeah right it's very food oriented here even with the different ethnicities, like food is a huge part of family stuff, right? You know, being half brown is like, you want to eat, eat more, eat more, eat more. But then they'll make comments of, oh, you lost weight. Like it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So they want you to eat a lot, but stay skinny. Right. So it's just like, that doesn't work. That's not real life. That's Bollywood land. You're like, I don't have the genetics for this. (laughs) I mean, I I grew up with that to some extent too. Like in, in my family, we always have like tea (laughs) Um, like every afternoon with like cookies or whatever and I can remember where like my parents would make a comment about my weight Mm -hmm. and then half an hour later it's tea time oh why aren't you eating any cookies I'm sorry what (laughs) you know like and I feel like that's perpetuated bringing it back to the bachelor Mm-hmm. where we don't really see them eating like we, right? might, we might see them drinking a couple of drinks the only times we see them eating is if they're making fun of them with what they're eating or what they're cooking or the amount that they're eating right so like in I haven't paid attention to that in par- I, yeah, yeah attention to that um the bachelor world bachelorette versus paradise so paradise you'll see them ordering pizza and a lot of drinks and the quesadillas and like eating and they'll be making fun but if you go into the bachelor bachelorette world They don't show them eating. They show them Mm. drinking alcohol, but there's no food. And so the perception is like, they don't eat. They don't, of course they eat, right? But yeah, I mean, I I would want to say that they're doing that so that people can eat in peace and they're not on camera while they're eating, but uh, (laughs) you know. But if you have teenagers watching it, yeah, it's the perception of how or how it comes across. Yeah. Connection of them being skinny and fitting into that dress is they don't eat anything, but yet they'll show them like working out sometimes. And so they will get the message then that, oh, if I don't really eat, I can look like that. Yeah. Because they don't have that connection in the, their brains to be able to be like, oh, that that's not real. I always hate it when they have like their intro video where they like talk about what they like. They're like, oh yeah, I'm really into like fitness and like health. I'm like, do you have no life? Do you have no hobbies or friends? Like you don't do anything other than work out. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, like. Uh, it's like, it's like workout for what? 
right? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm one of those people who's like fitness things are like a hobby, but it's like, I like like distance running or like martial arts, right? Versus right. people, when I, work, I worked at a gym a couple years ago and there was people and they'd work out for like four hours a day mm-hmm. and it was like all they did. And it's like, but, but why? Yeah. Like, yeah. What is the reason? Like, is it just to like look hot and take Instagram photos or like, is there something that you, it's very much that? I mean, I'm not super active on social media. I have an Instagram account, but like I post, I don't know, once every three months, maybe it's I not. Do, I do love the dog videos though. Oh, thank you. Yes. Those are shared <laughs> from our, our dog daycare for, um, for Baloo is very, uh, very good with Instagram. So they post every day and I just share it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not super big on social media but I also don't like I don't feel the need to share what I'm eating or what I'm doing yeah it's so weird to me like it's just obscure we've talked about this a lot this is why she handles the Instagram account (laughs) like I think about like my handling of like our the Instagram account that we have versus like some of the people that I know who are who are actors or who do similar things and it's like every morning they're posting things every afternoon they're posting things and it's like going for a walk doing this doing that doing this and it's yeah pictures of me in this outfit pictures of me in that outfit that's not interesting that's so boring if you're actually posting good stuff then cool like if it's a really curated like like the instagram accounts i follow are like animals and travel and disney uh, and food (laughs) but like everything i like i don't care what you're doing yeah well there's so many people that it's like are you are you doing it this way just to show the follower count or are you doing it because you actually like it yeah yeah you know it's like is there is it like the wannabe influencer aspect there's a lot of those especially on the bachelor and it's all just i don't know like this incest (laughs) because everybody is friends with everybody and everybody knows everybody you know like matt got into the show because he knows tyler and he knows hannah b and you know like even guys going on to katie's season is because they're friends with guys from other seasons it was like heather showing up on that yeah what was that why did they even show it she didn't stay so why show it right yeah I feel like that was I feel like her getting there was purely the fact that she was like friends with Hannah and Tyler yeah and it's like apparently Hannah has like the highest follower count of anyone in the Bachelor franchise it's because she's so likable it's true <laughs> <laughs> I started a YouTube channel and I occasionally watch her YouTube videos and I watch it and I'm like you're just so cute she is so cute really adorable but I had to stop following her because she was so cute she was getting annoying to me so like everybody's perception of what they like to see yeah. not right is different so totally you can't please everyone so as long as you're doing what's authentic authentic and real uh, as much of buzzwords as those are right now as long as you're being authentic to what you are and what you you're doing and the message you want to put out there that's fine but when you start curating it just for the likes or just for the followers or you know you start to lose who you who you actually are and what makes you special but that's because we were raised before the whole media social media stuff came out and we knew what life was like before that whereas like my younger cousin like she grew up in it so she has no idea what it you know my my sister is six years younger than me and she posts so many selfies (laughs) and I'm like i I would feel so awkward taking a selfie. Like, it's so strange to me. I'm like, why am I taking a picture of myself? And then I look at them. I'm like, I can't post this. This is so, like, stupid. <laughs> so it's it's an interesting world from, like, when we started watching The Bachelor and that wasn't a factor to now where it is mm-hmm. a huge, huge factor yeah. in, in how you get picked, how you're perceived, who you are. Speaking yeah. of people on social media, I really, really love JoJo Fletcher. She's great. I'm, I'm excited to watch. I want to watch the reality show that her and um, her... Jordan. 
Jordan. I wanted to say Aaron because I like the Packers and that's his brother. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Him. That was the, okay. That was the first full season I watched. And like, I was living at home at the time and everyone in my family is like a Packers fan. So we were watching it and we got my dad to watch it because we're like, oh, this guy is Aaron Rodgers' brother. And so we sat down to watch it for the hometown date just to find out that they're like estranged and don't talk to each other. Oh no. I'm going, I'm going elsewhere. I'm done. But I'm interested to watch their reality show. Yeah, it's like a house flipping show or something, isn't it? Something divorce. Something with divorce. So, oh, yeah. never mind. <laughs> Who has the who's doing the world kind of spin-off where they work with divorcees going into new relationships, which I can I want to see because I can kind of identify with that being a divorcee myself. So um yeah what happens it you know after the happily never after you know so oh interesting yeah. why did I think it was house flipping did she flip houses yes they do flip houses okay so, maybe that's why I got confused they do for work yeah okay yeah we're yeah. confusing with Jillian Harris who had the yeah. love it or list it. I love love it or list it we watch that all the time on YouTube <laughs> removed from Vancouver to Kelowna because Vancouver stopped being yeah people are like we can't afford this to love it or list yeah. so they moved it out to the interior so they could afford it if you had the chance would you be a contestant on the show no but I would be the bachelorette okay I pull a Matt James <laughs> I just skip it and go straight to be the lead <laughs> but then I feel like if you've watched it for so long you'd be like I know how this shit goes down yeah also I like grew up in the film industry they should do that I kind of <laughs> understand but they just yeah. like they bring a fan on to be the bachelor bachelorette like they have a whole process where people apply but they have to like show that they've been fans and like they go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i would be very interested and they're so disconnected from the they've never been to nashville they did never or new york hung out with these people yeah totally but yes 100 percent, i would I would go to Bachelor in Paradise just because free vacation, all the food and booze you can have, and then you just need to like make sure you're partnered up with somebody and that's fine. Also though, like the leak gets paid, right? I don't think I would be like, oh, I'm going to go on this thing for like, I don't know how many weeks only to maybe be dumped and compete with a bunch of like really vain women. As a contestant, yeah. Thanks. (laughs) For all those dresses to maybe not wear all of those dresses and yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. You'd have to like borrow them. When I when I used to act and I go to like the Leo Awards, I had um, a relationship with a really incredible dress shop in North Van, and they just loan me dresses whenever I had like a yeah. thing. That's how you do so, it. I if think- I were to go on, I'd just go to them and be like, "Okay, hook me up. I need like fifty really amazing outfits." <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. I think a lot of them got their dresses. They start from like Forever Twenty One and like. Le Chateau, you know, like it's yeah. Yeah, I guess if you have to, you have to pack for the entire season. Oh yeah. Do you guys remember the dress that Victoria Fuller wore on the night she got sent home? I'm obsessed with that dress. It's so pretty. (laughs) Um, just look up. Well, just look up Victoria being sent home. I guess. Um, it's like this white dress. It's so pretty. It's so simple. I really, I like really simple, like classy, elegant, plain stuff. Yeah. When we saw Breeze dress with the like the high neck and then the very low back and she had the high pony mm. we audibly gasped we were like oh, you're going home but damn you're gonna go look good doing it <laughs> yeah 
got out into that limo and go into the airport. Mm, yeah. Is it was it like a tank top dress? Like a yeah. Top? Okay, yeah. No, that's really pretty. I'm I, obsessed with that dress. I think it's so pretty. I literally like messaged the wardrobe stylist from The Bachelor and was like, <laughs> "Hey, do you know who designed this?" And he's like, "I don't know. The contestants bring their own clothes, but I'll ask her and message you back." And then they did. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I was like, I'm in. I have the contract. Do you know where the dress was from? Yeah, I did, but I can't remember now. Hold on. <laughs> but you it's have some, it. It's somewhere in my, my yeah, Instagram you have conversations. You have I, I looked it up. It was like horrifically expensive. Oh. Uh, well, so I was like, well, I'm not buying this. And it probably doesn't come in like off. a plus size either. They probably make the knockoff at H&M. Probably. Yeah, it's true. All right, but I that's have- like the one dress that stands out in my memory from all of Bachelor that I'm like that is a good dress <laughs> the simpler ones are always better because it's like they always look good even when even if someone went to like look back at your season and watch it it's like if it's if it's a dress that's like timeless it's always mm-hmm. gonna look good versus totally like really simple. trendy yeah you know what I mean unless you're like Chelsea from that Reese's season she can pull off any freaking thing yeah magical weird <laughs> totally. dress she came in on we're like how did she even go go into that that's an architecture <laughs> right there some shit I don't have the likes for is no, whatever no. That was. <laughs> yeah what's your favorite couple from the franchise um I like Jojo and Jordan I like Jade and Tanner a lot I think they're really cute um I don't really know anything about them I just think she's really cute I have no idea what their personalities are like but narrow <laughs> <laughs> with you just like have kids and like do the occasional brand deal yeah. yeah, I just think they're cute. Um, and then uh, who else? There was a lot of couples who broke up this past year as well. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think like who's still together? Who are the ones that just keep having kids? Jaden Tanner. No, oh yeah, them too. No, um, Sean Lowe and Catherine. Sean and Catherine, they're cute too. I like them. Yeah, I like Catherine a lot. She was another one that I was like, I thought would make a really good bachelorette. I was so, and this is part of the ingrainedness. I was so shocked that she got picked and made it to as far as she made it because she was a person of color. I was like, all people of color go out by week six or seven. Oh, interesting. I never thought that. Moving up, I was like, whoa, this is weird. This is weird. And then he picked her. I'm like, dude, you're like all American type, like blue eyed yeah. blonde hair, and you picked her. It was the most shocking thing. And, but I was there for it. I was like, yes. Also, yes. she's like drop dead gorgeous though. So it's pretty. True. She's beautiful. But I, I yeah. saw them, she did an interview recently and she said the same thing that she was so surprised that she lasted that long just because yeah. She's, yeah. A, she's like Asian people don't last that long in the show. Well, it's funny too, because like was, I was having this conversation with somebody um, about The Bachelor and she, I, we were talking about like the different contestants that have gone really far of like different ethnicities with the Catherine she's like isn't she just like a brunette white person I was like no no (laughs) no (laughs) I don't know it's so true like you look at the ones who are like I'm so shocked I lasted this long so I'm a person of color you look at them and you're like but you're like the hottest person I've ever seen in my life right like no it's so true you're so beautiful you know yeah and that's what makes it even more screwed up is like even when you're that gorgeous, you're still surprised to make it that far because that's just how the show has gone uh, up to that yeah. point, right? So, and again, as a person of color, I watch it with a different lens. I'm watching totally. for those things, right? And so yeah. when she not only made it to the final two, but got picked and she had her little shocked face, I had that shocked face along with her, but I was cheering. I'm like, way to represent, <laughs> you know? Like, 
Yeah. So for me, I was like, that was another one where like night one, I'm like, oh, she's going to win. Like, I just knew it. I'm like, oh, there we go. She won. Well, <laughs> but, Steve, we should be going to you. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but like, maybe I just, maybe part of that is like being naive and oblivious to the state of the world that I, that I don't think that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. So with your favorite couples, do you have a least favorite couple? Oh yeah. No, or I just, just like- try to, I just try to block them out. Yeah. <laughs> Or like any, do you have anyone that you just like hate? Like just like. I didn't finish Peter's season. The only reason to finish that season was to see Barb just like rip into me. I mean, I did finish it eventually, but like, so I don't have cable. So I watch it on CTV um, like the next day. Um, So I have to stay off of like socials and stuff. (laughs) But with, um, with Peter's season, I just like stopped watching for a few weeks and was like, oh, I haven't watched in a while. And like, I didn't even notice that I'd like stopped. Whereas usually I'm like eager to see what happens next. So I think that tells you a lot about that. Um, and then I have one more question. Um, other than the Bachelor franchise, do you have any reality shows that you're like obsessed with? Yes, the Kardashians. And I'm so excited that they're going to Disney now and doing a new show. Are they? they are, yeah. So I watched that show too. And me and my best friend, we watched it. Like we watched it when we were like 13, 12. Like uh-huh. and I was watching it and I was like, this is the 20th season of the show and they're ending it this year. And I was like, I've been watching this show for, for 20 like years days of my life. Yeah. The show through every, through every. I just like, I think they're great. I mean, there's definitely things where I'm like, eh, I probably wouldn't do that or that's weird. But as a whole, what they've done, like people say that they're famous for being like for being famous and they don't have any talent. I think that's so false. Like if you look at the different things, like when Kim did her tech or her TED talk and knew like so much about technology, I was like, what? Like I just I'm continuously always impressed by them and they're like business savvy. Being an entrepreneur and having my own company, I like see that and I'm like, damn, that's really cool. Yeah, the business side for sure, the way they're able to market themselves and stay yeah. on TV for that long. Cause that's, I mean, that's applaudable in itself. Yeah. And it's that whole perception of like, what is talent? Okay, you're, are you talking about like the singing, musician, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But you looked at the empire that they have built up right. and how influential they've been to a lot of things, that is talented. And to be constantly scrutinized for what you are and what you look like. I like what they do with their business. And I think that their hearts are in the right place and things that they stand for. I don't in any way, shape or form like their style (laughs) or like the plastic surgery or the like terrifying nails. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, like that kind of stuff. I just, every time I watch, I'm like, how do they change diapers? Do they not change diapers? I I I don't think they don't change diapers. They must not. Like I would not be able, I mean, obviously I'm not a billionaire, but I would not be able to handle having a child. It's also a lot easier to handle having a child when you don't have to worry about your finances. Yeah. So much easier. So you don't have to worry about like a day job. Like if she were to just retire. Yeah. She'd be fine. fine. Like if she, if she retired the day she got pregnant, she would have been fine for the rest of her life. Right. And having that kind of security and financial freedom. It's a big deal. Is a, is a big part of it. Thank you so much for being our first interview guest. Yeah.
You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's really great to have, like when we listen to other podcasts and sometimes the guests they bring in for recaps and stuff don't actually know their bachelor shit. And so they're just like, oh, I don't know. I kind of watched it or like, I just binged the whole season yesterday so I could be on this podcast. And I'm like, well, I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to listen to your opinions. You're not diehard, like hardcore, like we are, right? So it's great yeah. that you have been watching as long as you have and you can say things with like, yeah, confidence and conviction. Like I know it's <laughs> this and this and I know yeah. that and like, yeah, so that's yeah. really good. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you for having me. It was super fun. <laughs> thank you so much. We will bring you back on uh, for your picks for Katie season on who you yes. think wins. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Yes, we should do that after night one. Yes. We'll do it the day after because we always will all watch the day after. We or we could all watch it together and do like a live commentary. Oh that'd my gosh, fun. that would be awesome. That would be the first time we would do that too. That's mm-hmm. a, that's such a good idea. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. June, June 9th or well, June 10th for us. <laughs> <laughs> Always the day after until we get big enough where we get the episode. I know beforehand. that's what we said when we started this. We're like, the goal is to get to the point where we can get sent the episodes early. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so true. <laughs> For now, we release episodes a week later because you have to watch it on City TV and plan time to get together to watch it, to record it. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully for Bachelor in Paradise for Canada, maybe we can work on those connections and try to try Wait, to- are they doing a Bachelor Paradise Canada? Wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When and where? <laughs> if you look on City TV Canada or like Bachelor in Paradise Canada, you can find it. And I guess they're on like, you know, breakfast television or whatever. On mm-hmm. They were like mm-hmm. bringing people on and like people are voting for who they want to go. Yeah. Of these people that are coming on. But they're also bringing on some people from the American version. So I'm wondering if there's oh, Canadians cool. from the American mm-hmm. version who are going to come on to like see it. Or like McKenna from Peter's season. She's Serena P. Serena P. Like, I think they're going to try and integrate it so that like, it's not totally separate from the American franchise. Because I feel that like it's failed in the first place. They I always hate them. how they do like... Canada's next top model and Canada's whatever and then it always sucks <laughs> or like Canadian Idol in, in most cases it really does Canada's Drag Race though highly recommend I haven't watched that highly it's recommend true. I can't get into Drag Race either I love Drag Race it's kept me alive through COVID times like, I tell think you it's because I hate watching people sing it's part of why like I watched Listen to Your Heart but I was just like oh yeah the, the only thing that I watch is the Kardashians and then the um The Bachelor and the bachelorette and paradise but i don't really watch anything else i watched um love is blind yes they have a season two coming up as well i know that's cute i like that one and then yes. temptation island I yes. That too. Yes. <laughs> yes well thank you so much thank you so much and this yes well thank you watch the premiere of katie season yes sounds good let's do it <laughs> okay have a good night thank you you too bye, bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to our very first interview episode with Scarlett. We thank her so much for being part of it. And now that we know how to do that, uh, we can have a lot more conversations with different people going forward. So tune in for our episodes in between until we get to Katie's season. And as always, let the journey continue.